there is no other way to start the show than Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Edge of Your Seat podcast. Happy birthday to you. Excuse my awful singing, but it is Edge of Your Seat podcast. First birthday. One year in the books doing these podcasts. Started last October, October of 2019. And now this is episode 123. 123 episodes in a year. Today is October 22nd, Edge of Your Seat podcast birthday. So, happy birthday to the podcast. It has been awesome, a fun ride, doing the show, a guest every episode, talking about whatever we want to, keeping everybody on the edge of their seat. Thank you. I mean, there is not a birthday party for the the youngin. The Young Edge of Your Seat podcast without listeners, without people showing support and letting us know that you're listening, that you want to hear what we're talking about, the conversations, the guests. That's awesome. And we cannot do this without you. So Edge of Your Seat podcast. Thanks, everybody, for everything, (laughs) like for everything. So thank you very much and happy birthday to Edge of Your Seat podcast. Fantastic. One year in the books. Hopefully, many more to come. On this special birthday edition of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, like I said, episode 123, or like I like to say, 123. I am your host, Brandon LaChance. We have a very special guest in Dixon Golfer, Bella Heinzelman, joins us talked about winning a regional, her and the team. Both took home regional plaques, then went to the sectional, and then did very well. She finished 15th as an individual, and Dixon took 5th. Obviously not the grand way you want to end the season since there is no state tournaments, but represented Dixon well on the golf course. That was a great guest. Talks a lot about golf, like this is her sport. This is what she wants to do. There is a reason she has won two regionals. She won as a sophomore and now as a senior. Dixon, as a team, has won back-to-back. And when she won as a sophomore, they finished second. So they were almost back-to-back-to-back regional champs. And she discussed that and how awesome it has been to be part of this team. Tons of stuff to dive into this fantastic Thursday, including NFL, Got week seven upon us, started today on this fantastic Thursday. World Series is two games in the books, and we got IHSA, more playoff action coming this Saturday. So, let's get into it. Let's get into it right now. Had a Thursday night game this week to kick off week seven. I thought this was going to be the worst game of the week, but after watching it, no, I don't think so. Philadelphia Eagles come back to beat the New York Giants 22-21. Giants were pretty much handling the Eagles almost all game. Fourth quarter, Eagles storm back, score the go-ahead touchdown with 40 seconds left, come up with a huge defensive stop, get the sack, fumble, fumble recovery, take the game. Game over. 
And I was scared. I was scared the whole time because I picked the Eagles. So I'm thinking, no way. No way. First game of the week, Giants are going to take this? No way. This is the worst division in football. I don't think that is a question to any football fan. So happy the Eagles pulled it off. Didn't start a week off bad for everybody that's in a pick em or just likes to pick football games. Went eight and six last week. Can't start off that way again with a loss. Like, hey, setting yourself up for failure. So glad Eagles pulled it out. It was crazy. Super crazy. Troy Aikman and Joe Buck said it many times on the broadcast. Boston Scott was the smallest player on the field. Well, he played big. He played really big. He scored that touchdown at the end of the fourth quarter to put the Eagles up. And for Tony Milas, former co-host of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, probably going to help him beat me. I am 6-0 in our league. He is 1-5. And he's already got a chunk of points ahead of me. I had nobody playing in this game, but he had Boston Scott and the New York Giants tight end Ingram. And he's already got a little bit over 20. I think he's got 21 or something. He might be on his way to knocking me off. It's quite possible. And it's because of Boston Scott. Just had a great game. Great game. Play big. Doesn't matter how tall he is. I will get the rest of my picks for week seven in on Saturday's show. So make sure you check that out. Hopefully I go better than eight and six. That was disgusting last week. Still 500. I'm always trying to do way better than that. Way better. Another thing we're always trying to have better, look better, feel better, be better. That's our homes. Whether it's a light fixture or an entire kitchen remodel, Olson Construction is here to help. The family owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty. Olson Construction specializes in roofing, siding, windows, doors, deck designs, garage additions, room additions, and Remodels. Brothers Keith Milas and Tommy Olson have been in construction for over 10 years and are willing and able to take care of your home renovations from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the journey. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction, which is fully licensed and insured at 815-910-5982. Olson Construction can also be contacted on Facebook at the Olson Construction LLC page or via email olsenconstruction19 at gmail.com. World Series is here. It's in the air. Two games in. Not going to go play-by-play for both games, but what I've been excited about, I'm going to do MVPs of games for each game of the World Series. This is an exciting time in October. Who doesn't love October baseball? If you don't love October baseball, you just don't love sports or baseball or you're insane. Something like that or all of that. We'll go with all of it. Tuesday, Los Angeles Dodgers win game one against the Tampa Bay Rays, the two World Series contenders. They win the game 8-3. Clayton Kershaw picking up the W. Six innings pitched, one earned run, two hits, eight Ks, one walk, 1.5 ERA. Solid performance from probably the best pitcher in the game. I think he has been. Probably for the last five years. Monster. He's a stud. Picking up the L for the Rays was Tyler Glasnow. 4.1 innings pitched. Six earned runs. Eight Ks. Six walks. Three hits. 
a 12.46 ERA. 12.46 ERA. One more time for clarity. 12.46 ERA. Yee. The Dodgers, man, they scored all their eight runs in three innings. Two in the fourth, four in the fifth, two in the sixth. In that stretch, it seemed like they were not going to stop scoring. They just kept going and going and going and going. That's what you need to do to win World Series games. And that's what they did. Could give the MVP for the Dodgers to Clayton. But instead, I'm going to give it to Max Muncy, the first baseman. He goes 2 of 4, 2 runs, 2 RBIs, 1 walk, hits a double. Scored one of those runs on a grounder. Just did what he needed to do. Put the ball in play. Got on the bags. That's what they need from a first baseman and for an offense that wants to win a World Series. He did a little bit of everything, and that's the name of the game. My MVP from the Rays, I'm going Kevin Kiermeyer, the center fielder, went two of three, hit a home run, scored a run, obviously the home run, and two RBIs. Getting it done, just not enough. Still lost the game, 8-3 to the Dodgers, who, if you haven't heard before, I am picking the Dodgers to win this year's World Series. Game two, though. Rays are like, nah, you're not going up to nothing. Not happening. They tie up the series with a 6-4 win. Nick Anderson, the 6-5 right-handed pitcher for the Rays, picks up that W. With only 1.1 innings pitched in that short span on the mound. One hit, one earned run, two Ks, 6.75 ERA. He was the second of five Rays pitchers to pitch in the game. He came in after Blake Snell pitched 4.2 innings. Race had a 5-0 lead going into the fifth. Snell gave up two runs. They're like, okay, let's make a change. Nick Anderson comes in, picks up the W. Good stuff. Lots of pitchers in this game. Race had five. Dodgers had seven. Seven pitchers. So that's 12 pitchers between the two squads in the second game of the World Series. Tony Gonzalez picked up the loss. 1.1 innings pitched, one hit, one ERA, one walk, one K, 6.75 ERA. Pretty much, Anderson and Gonzalez had the same stat line. Pretty much the same stat line. I am still blown away by 12 pitchers in a game. That might seem normal, but I don't think that's normal. That's a lot of pitchers, especially with two teams in the World Series. Well, we'll see what happens going on from here. My MVPs for... Game two, Rays, second baseman, Brandon Lowe. I only picked him because his name's Brandon. Nah, just kidding. He went two of five with two runs and three RBIs, including two home runs. Hit a home run in the first to score the Rays' first run, and then hits a bomb in the fifth. Gotta give it to him. Two home runs. That's what you need. That's what you gotta do. And he did it. Big stage. Gave them the 6-4 win. My MVP for the Dodgers... Shortstop Corey Seager hit a single in the fifth, home run in the eighth, goes two of four, a run, RBI, trying to make that surge to narrow it down, and he was a huge part of that. Timely hits, getting people around bags. That's what he needed. And he was doing it. Game three is Friday, 7.08 on Fox. Supposedly on the mound, always can change, but supposedly right now, Dodgers will have Walker Bueller. Rays will have Charlie Morton. This 
is going to be a, quite a matchup. Good pitchers, solid, especially in game three. I'm excited for this one, no doubt. Two things I am also excited about. Having fun and being in shape. Since 2015, LP CrossFit has been offering something unique to the Illinois Valley. A customized way to get in shape while having fun. Whether you're new to exercise or an experienced athlete, LP CrossFit is the right place for you. LP CrossFit is a diverse community with a culture focused on fun and hard work. All members know each other's names and support one another during workouts. LP CrossFit will help you reach your goals and get into the best shape of your life. LP CrossFit offers a weekly schedule of classes for every fitness fan. Whether you want to dial up the intensity or take a more relaxed approach, LP CrossFit's trained coaches tailor each and every workout for every athlete in every class. CrossFit classes are programmed with a mixture of body weight, gymnastic, barbell, and other movements to build strength and endurance. All small group classes are coach-led and all movements are infinitely scalable so they can work with any fitness level, injury, or mobility restriction. Check out LP CrossFit on Facebook, online at lpcrossfit.com, or in person in the Peru Mall across from Secret Nails. You'll never have so much fun while getting so fit. Like I mentioned in the intro, IHSA in the playoff mode of fall sports. Bella Heinzelman, senior from Dixon, is on to talk about golf, playoffs, winning the regional, participating, playing pretty well in the sectional. This coming Saturday, the 24th, today being the 22nd, so we're only a couple days away. It's coming real quick. We have the boys and girls cross-country regionals and the girls swimming sectionals. Let's list off the schools that we will definitely be paying attention to and which regionals they are in for cross country. Boys and girls obviously participating at the same regionals. For Class 1A, the Oregon Regional will see Byron and Oregon. The Rock Island Alderman Regional will see Kiwani, Kiwani Weathersfield, and Barrow Valley. Kiwani Weathersfield, also known as Anawan Weathersfield. The St. Bede Regional will see Amboy Lamoille, Henry Snatchwin, Mendota, Fieldcrest, Newark, Ottawa Marquette, of course the St. Bede Bruins, Princeton, Seneca, Hall, and Newman. Lots of action there. All three of those regionals, Oregon, Rock Island Almond, and St. Bede will participate in the Seneca sectional, which will be the following Saturday, October 31st. For boys and girls cross country on the 2A stage. At the 2A Belvedere Regional, Rochelle will be in action. The Caneland Regional will be Dixon, Sterling, Plano, Sycamore, and Sandwich. While LaSalle, Peru, Ottawa, Geneseo, Morris, and Streeter will be at the Morris Regional. And in 3A action, DeKalb will be at the Rockford-Guilford Regional. So lots of awesome running, long distance style. I can never do it. I tried. I was on, I wasn't even on the team in, in high school, but I did practice with them trying to get in shape for basketball. It's tough. That is not easy. Not easy at all. Even a young, fit Brandon LaChance could not do cross country on a very competitive level. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Girls swimming sectionals. They're 
isn't regionals for girls swimming, just sectionals. The Byron sectional will be Byron and Rochelle. The Lockport sectional will see Morris. The St. Charles sectional will see the DeKalb Sycamore Co-op. The Rock Island sectional will see Geneseo, the LaSalle Peru Ottawa Streeter Co-op, and the Sterling Co-op. Girl swimming is also one class. There is no classes in swimming. We will definitely break down winners. We will talk to guests, people that are participating, and all of that awesome stuff. Definitely wanted to run those down so you knew coming forward when I'm talking about winners, placers, and our guests, and they were at these sectionals and regionals, where they were at, who they beat. This is a fantastic time in sports. Got to, got to love IHSA playoffs. Take a quick break away from sports. Gotta talk Big Brother. Big Brother 22, kind of winding down. We're to the final three. Only three people left. And Cody, Enzo, and Nicole. I was upset today when Christmas went home. But when Christmas and Nicole were on the block and Cody won the power of veto, making him the judge of who was going to get evicted, I knew it was Christmas. He has final two deals with Nicole and Enzo. No reason for him to keep Christmas around. There really wasn't. I wish Christmas or Enzo would have won and Nicole would have been going home. Not a big fan of Nicole's. I think she just skates by the games, but she does it really well, obviously. She's a winner in a previous season, and now she comes to the All-Stars and is a pretty big possibility of winning this one. When Christmas was doing her speech and said, Enzo, congrats on third place. I think she's going to be right. There is no way Enzo can compete with Cody and Nicole. I just don't think he can. I really don't think he can. He is not a very strong comp player compared to Nicole and Cody. See what happens, but I think Cody's got this wrapped up. I think he's been playing the best game. I think he's the best at comps that's left. Actually, Besides Tyler, he might have been the best in comps during the whole season. I'm going to go with Cody for the win. I think he's got this. I think he's got it. That's my take on Big Brother 22. Love Big Brother. I am not really into reality shows whatsoever. This is the only one I watch. So hopefully you're not looking forward to me breaking down The Bachelor or The Bachelorette or Amazing Race or anything like that because I probably won't. Sorry, I probably won't. And if you hadn't seen it a million times, I would break down Hocus Pocus because I just watched that a couple days ago. Kind of refresh the old background, the old childhood days watching Hocus Pocus. Bette Midler is not a great actress. I really don't think she is. She's got some funny parts in there. She can sing, but we already kind of knew that. But not a great actress. And Sarah Jessica Parker, I've really never been able to stand. I can't watch Sex in the City. I mean, that's a girl show. Wasn't really trying to watch that anyway. But anything that she's in, I'm really not a fan of. And don't like her as one of the witches in here. But still, for some odd reason, the movie's awesome. It's quirky and kind of corny at parts. But as a kid and even as an adult, it's watchable. And it's a fun Halloween movie, if not the best Halloween movie, outside of the scary movies. Kids movie-wise... Disney movie-wise, the best Halloween movie. Not putting it against Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, Jason, all that noise. Literally, noise, death, destruction. We know how it goes. Even though individually, I can't really stand the people that were the witches. 
together. It just worked out well. Whoever cast them in those roles knew what they were doing. And they made an iconic movie. An iconic movie. Let me say the word right. Iconic. It's epic. So if you haven't seen it, which you should see it, unless you're like two years old and never seen it before, you should have already seen it. Go on, check it out. Hocus Pocus. Got to. You got to. All right. That's long enough intro. Enjoy listening to Bella Heinzelman, awesome senior golfer from Dixon, going to play golf in college, furthering her golf career. Really excited about that. She is pumped up about the game, improving, and proving to herself what she can do on the greens, on the fairways. She's ready. She's ready. We will be back Saturday and Sunday with some awesome guests. We have Marissa Justy, LaSalle Peru graduate, who is a sophomore in college, went to LaSalle University for a year to play volleyball, and then all of a sudden they decided to drop the program along with many other sports programs. So she was searching for a college to go to and found one. We did a before and after. So a before interview, before she released where she was going, and then after she decided where she was going to go play volleyball, it was fantastic. So I have kind of two interviews with her. And we also have St. Bede's senior, Bo Gerber, who may fly to some baseball games. Maybe. He could if he wanted to. To hear more of his story and Marissa's, check out Saturday and Sunday's episodes. Well, I'm going to get out of here officially. Happy birthday to Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Until next time, peace. We are in playoff mode in IHSA Sports. Golf started last week with regionals, had sectionals this week, boys and girls. We have girls tennis sectionals starting today and tomorrow. Next week, the 24th, I believe, is cross country, boys and girls. Swimming for girls, all kinds of stuff happening when we didn't think we were going to have anything, and now we have postseason. It is amazing. My guest today, I know, has to agree that it was amazing. I am talking to, we are talking to, Dixon Senior, Bella Heinzelman. How's it going? It's going good. How's it going? It is going awesome. I am glad that you are joining us for Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I'm ready to talk some golf. Yeah, me too. Well, let's start right there. Did I say your name right? Yes, you did. Your name looks like a name that gets brutalized regularly. Yeah, people say it wrong all the time. They spell it wrong. Um, over the announcements, they always say it wrong. But I just, I let it slide most of the time just because I get annoyed correcting people. I totally understand because if you see my name, it looks like La Chance, but it's actually La Chance. So for the first, I'm going to say like 10 years of my life as a cocky little kid, I'd be like, it's La Chance. Now I don't even worry about it because a million people say it wrong every day. Yep. So you understand how that works. Oh yeah, I understand. And obviously your name is Bella. Is that short for anything? Isabella, anything like that? Or is it just Bella? It's Isabella, but I've just been called Bella my whole life because I don't really like Isabella. I mean, it's a pretty name, but I just like going by Bella. Bella's way cooler, if you ask me. Yeah. So you are from Dixon. You are a golfer. You won the Class 1A Oregon Regional, and so did Dixon as well. I think that's back-to-back for both of you, isn't it? Um, actually, I 
personally won it my sophomore year, but I lost in the playoff last year for first, but then I won it again this year. But yeah, for my team, it's back to back. And then we lost by four strokes only my sophomore year. So it was almost back to back to back for both of us. Either way you put it, three really successful years. Yeah, very. What is it about golf that has, you know, kind of, whether you want to say take over your life or that you fell in love with it, what is it about this game that makes you keep coming back and getting better and better and better? Honestly, like, I didn't really start playing until, like, the summer before my freshman year, really. I didn't play 18 holes until my conference my freshman year. But honestly, I just love the competition, like, the challenge. Every course we play is obviously different. Every hole is different. Every shot is different. I just love the challenge. And then also, I've met so many new people over tournaments through the summer or just even school. And I've become closer with people at my school even through um golf and i just love i just love it it's so peaceful out on the course you can just go at any time of the day really i also love sunset golf that's like the best time to golf i think but yeah it's just peaceful i love the challenge and love meeting new people so if high school competition was at sunset you think you would reign supreme all the time love this when the sun's setting i think like it's a perfect temperature even not obviously now it's probably way too cold for that but during summer i just love like going out at like 6 30 7 and just playing by myself walking i usually just walk and i just love it obviously we like to win things especially if you're a competitor you're in sports high school you want to win but winning a second regional your senior year when it's been a crazy COVID-19 era season, that had to have been a fantastic, magical feeling for you. Yeah, it's actually so amazing. Um, last year when we won, it was just such a great feeling. My freshman year, we were all kind of just new to golf. Like, a lot of us haven't even, like, golfed before then. So, like, having a team of full girls, my team or my school has it, had, like, a full girls team and since like 1980 something so having like girls team was just amazing and then winning this year like our last year so close with the girls we have one new freshman but the rest of us are seniors so winning it was just amazing and especially with like covid we didn't even know if we were going to have a postseason so winning it back to back was definitely a great feeling so you and the seniors on the squad are like kind of like trendsetters like hey trying to bring golf back to dixon for the girls (laughs) Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, my coach is really happy that he got to coach like a full girls team for four years, not having one ever. He's ever coached one. So like us bringing golf kind of back to Dixon, I think it's been a great like step. And I think he's recruiting more people for next year because he's only going to have one girl, one or two. So hopefully he can get another girls team. Yeah, we're super close and we've came such a long way. Going out as seniors, winning a regional title, that's got to be a good marketing strategy for a coach to get new kids to come into the program. Oh, yeah, definitely. Telling them, oh, I've had a team that's won regionals twice. I've had super successful golfers. That's definitely, yeah, a lot better than just saying, oh, come join like a losing team or whatever. But we've also gone undefeated for two straight seasons. That's very, very impressive. Congrats to you and your team. Thank you so much. Well, since we're talking about him, let's do some name drops. Your coach is? Lee Eastman. And then who are some of your teammates, the seniors that you've grown really close to? 
Um, also, we have an assistant coach, Coach Dietz. He just joined us this new year. And then last year, we had Coach Miller. Some teammates, um, I'll start with the seniors, Olivia Rick. She actually just placed, I think, seventh maybe at sectional. She shot 81, so I'm super proud of her. That's her PR. Um, Nina Barada has came such a long way too. Lauren Fagan, Olivia Brooks, and then our new um, freshman, Katie Drew. She's been amazing this year. She's going to be super good when she keeps playing. Thank you for pressing the fast forward button. The Class 1A Rock Fall sectional was what I was going to talk about next. You guys played that this week. You finished 15th. The team finished 5th overall. Was it a tough day? Or was the competition just crazy? Because I looked at some of the teams and the players there, and, yeah, it looked tough. Yeah, there was definitely super good competition there, as there always is around here. There's some amazing golfers. Personally, for me, I just, I don't know, I just didn't have it that day. I was just, I think I was just more trying to play, like, amazing since it was my last tournament ever as, like, a high school golfer. But, honestly, like, after the front nine, I played awful. Like, one of my like worst rounds not scoring wise but like just hitting wise I guess this season so honestly like taking the turn I was just trying to enjoy the rest of the day like having fun being in a good mood since it was obviously my last meet so I was just trying to stay positive or whatever I couldn't help my team I kind of did bad on that part because I just didn't play how I should have but um I'm super proud of how my other teammates played and it was a pretty good way, I guess, to end the season. Obviously not personally, but for my other teammates, I'm super happy for them. The way I worded that question or asked you, I did not mean to you know, make it sound bad. 15th out of the amount of golfers and the skill of the golfers at that sectional and finishing 5th as a team, that's not bad. That's not a bad way to end the season at all. Oh, yeah, no, you're fine. But I definitely could have done a lot better in Personally, for our team, we could have done probably a lot better, but um, we're happy with fifth. We're happy we made it to sectionals and won the regional, so yeah. What was it about your game today that just, you know, kind of wasn't clicking? Was it short game, long game? Um, Honestly, probably a little bit of both, but definitely my putting, my putts were not dropping. I had four lip outs that I could name on the front nine. I was about to... Oh, I was so mad. Um, my putter was not helping me that day. And it's also very frustrating because the course that we played at, I've been a member at for two straight summers. So I literally know the course, like the back of my hand. We actually just had like a invite there not too long ago, like a couple months ago. And I won that with a 76. I was felt pretty like determined going into this sectionals, but I guess I just kind of fell apart. Well, you can't feel bad because golf is like the number one game that you could fall apart in. doesn't matter how good you are. Oh, ask, yeah. Ask Tiger Woods. You can fall apart at any moment. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, when you said you were getting very angry, were you about to toss the golf club, your putter, like Happy Gilmore? Oh, yeah. I was like, if I have one more lip out, this putter might be in half. <laughs> if you get angry enough, I'm sure you could do it. Yeah, I was like, my grandpa did not pay this much money for this putter for it not to work. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad golf clubs don't just have like an on-off button. Like, if you're turned yeah, right? on, you're supposed to do everything you're supposed to do. Right? That'd be awesome. On the golf course throughout the regular season leading up to the regional and sectional, what was kind of your go-to? Are you more of a short 
game player, a long game player, or hey, whatever is whatever. It's golf. I'm going to do well all around. Honestly, um, I'm probably all around. Some days, obviously, stuff is working and stuff is, and that's just how golf is. I feel like not every day can just be, oh, everything's working, because that's definitely not how it is. I would say my putting has gotten a lot better. I kind of changed my stroke up, and I've been practicing really hard at it the last few summers. So that's gotten a lot better in my chipping, like my short game. That's obviously, like, the hardest part of the game is short game, so you got to practice the most. But, um... My driver, probably, I got a new driver. I have the TaylorMade M6. Um, shout out to my dad and grandpa for buying me that. Honestly, yeah, it's just kind of a toss-up. Not everything works out every day. My irons have gotten a lot better, too. I think that's helped me, like, my approach shots and stuff. But definitely, like, my putting has came in clutch the past couple meets. Awesome. And since you shouted them out, what are the names of your dad and grandfather? My dad's name is Andy Heinzman, my grandpa is Lee Heinzman, and my grandma, Maylin Heinzman. Gotta give them shout-outs. It sounds like they helped your career as it went by. Oh, yeah, definitely my grandpa. He's the one who, like, brought me into the game um, and started taking me out and stuff, and he got me my first set of clubs, and he's been there every single meet. He hasn't missed. He's been, like, one of my biggest fans. So, yeah, very appreciative of all of them. Definitely. That's really cool. Very cool. Yeah. Was it kind of bittersweet? You know, you said you wanted to play your best at sectional. And like I said, competitors always want to play their best everywhere they go. But was it kind of bittersweet knowing that it was your last one and whatever the score was, whatever happens, you know, that's going to happen. Knowing you're going to go and play college golf, it still had to be tough knowing it was your last one. Yeah, I'm super competitive, so... Like, every meet, I'm just determined to win, have my team win. But, yeah, at sectionals, it was definitely very emotional. Like, the last couple holes, I started to get teary-eyed just because knowing, like, I was never going to play with that team again and play as a high school golfer. But, like, knowing that I'm moving on and some people, like, don't get that opportunity, it also, like, brought, like, happiness to me. But at the end, I kind of just, I kind of broke down not not broke down but um I kind of just got super emotional I was just hugging my mom and grandpa and everyone there and it's just kind of sad that I didn't get to end out my high school season how I wanted to but that doesn't like push back the fact that I had a great like successful high school season I just didn't like end it the way I wanted to but yeah it was definitely bittersweet but now we're moving on you got college golf ahead of you where are you going to play golf at your college career yeah, I'm going to Davenport University. It's in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I went up there, like, before I made the decision to visit, and I loved the city. It's so beautiful. A couple of my cousins live at college, but, yeah, the team is super amazing, and the coach, I love it, and the campus was pretty amazing, too. Was there any other colleges in competition that you thought about going to, or was it kind of like, hey, I want to go to Davenport? Yeah, there was definitely a few that I was talking to, um couple other schools in Michigan, a couple other ones in Illinois. I actually went to a visit at Dubuque University in Dubuque, Iowa, and that campus was amazing. I loved the coaches there. They were super sweet and nice. After, like, talking with everyone, my parents and everyone, the decision was made that I wanted to go to Davenport. Just a better fit, and, yeah, it was just a better fit. And Michigan seems like a way cooler place to be than Iowa. Yeah, especially I kind of wanted to go to like a state that I haven't been to as much. I've been to Iowa so many times. 
I like it up in Michigan. I've been there like a couple times just to visit family and stuff. But yeah, I definitely wanted to get into a state that like I haven't been a lot. I've been to Michigan a ton of times. I got a lot of family up there. That's kind of where my, I guess, home roots are from. It is amazing in Michigan. I'm sure you're going to love it. Yeah, I hope so. You know, after a successful high school career, you know, winning a regional, performing pretty well at a sectional, anything that you want to work on or polish heading into college to, you know, try to be an even better player? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, my mental game, I definitely has have worked on since my freshman year. It used to be super horrible, and that's definitely a big part of your game is mental game. Like, having one bad shot isn't going to ruin your whole round. I've had to tell myself that millions of times. So definitely mental game, and then also just the basic iron work and driver work because my driver hasn't been really helping me. At regionals, actually, I didn't hit driver once. Sectionals, I think I hit it only once. Time to. I just use my three wood for both of those because when driver doesn't work, I just put it away and take out the three wood. But in college with longer distances, I'm going to need my driver. So obviously, I'm going to have to work on that. And then also just the basic like short game drills and stuff and just working to get my game overall better for college. You know, we talked about, you know, the bittersweetness of senior to college golf. What about as a student? I mean, you grow up in communities and go to high school with people that you know now going to a college that's in a different state you're not going to see them as much or at all have you thought about that and how that's going to change things oh yeah i've definitely thought about it uh i'm a super outgoing like bubbly person i'm kind of shy towards people at first but like once you get to know me i'm super outgoing so i'm super excited to meet new people and make new friends like my parents always tell me like the friends you make at college are like your forever friends. And I'm just excited to meet new people and become closer with a new team and a new coach because I was super close with this team and coach. So going to a new school, I'm super excited and just living in a new like city. I come from Dixon, obviously, which is a pretty small town. So going to Grand Rapids, which is a pretty big city, um, I'm super excited for that too. Just experience new um, places to eat, new places to shop and things like that. Well, I am sure that Dixon is going to miss you. I mean, especially on the golf course. I've had so many good supporters come from Dixon, Sterling, every town around, basically. Especially Sam Ramirez. He does radio interviews with me a lot. And even just my school, they've supported me through a lot. My team, my coach. I'm definitely going to miss Dixon as like a small town. It's been amazing living here, and I'm just excited for a new experience. Good stuff, good stuff. And I'm sure you'll come back and visit and all that other good stuff. Oh, yeah, I'm going to try and visit as much as I can. Well, we talked briefly before I hit the record button, and we decided it would be a very fun time to play rank em with fast food restaurants. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. I'm going to give you five restaurants, fast food style, one being the best, five being the least, so then you just rank them that way. Okay. All right. So obviously we have to have McDonald's in here. Okay. We'll go McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, Hardee's, Culver's. Let's see. Probably one Culver's. Um, I love their cheese curds and their grilled cheese. Uh, two, probably McDonald's just because they're such a large variety. Three, Wendy's. I love their four for fours. And then... 
probably Burger King, just because I've started to like their nuggets, and they're only like a dollar for ten, so that's pretty good deal if you ask me. And then the last, probably Hardee's. I think I've only eaten there like once in my life, so that would definitely have to be a ten. The short end of the stick, right there. Yeah. Is there any ones that I did not say that would top the list? Probably Chick Fil A or like Taco Bell or Steak and Shake. Yeah. If that's a fast food. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like in the middle. It's kind of fast food. Yeah, I don't, food. Know. I don't know. But Chick-fil-A probably would top that list. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, Bella, thanks for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Talking golf in high school, future in college. We played some rankum with fast food restaurants. Thank you again very much for spending some time with us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was great talking to you.